Batman 66 meets the Green Hornet. Television history was made when these two masked crime fighters met in a historic television crossover. Now, superstar filmmaker Kevin Smith and radio host and comedian Ralph Garman join forces with artist Ty Templeton to bring the greatest heroes of the 60s and their famous partners, Robin and Cato, together again. Don't miss this brand new digital comic series, co-published by DC Comics and Dynamite Comics, featuring painted covers by Alex Ross. Get the first issue now for only $1.99 on the DC Comics app for iPhone and Android. Read DCEntertainment.com, the Comixology app for Amazon's Kindle Fire, the Google Play Store, and more. Batman 66 meets the Green Hornet. Available now. Um, Alright, yes. Very special episode of Last Week on Earth happening. This is a hybrid Never been done before in the history of this podcast is all. Last week on Earth meets last week on the road. <laughs> Both together, unified as one. Um, driving right now to Las Vegas from Hollywood with my dear friends, the very funny comedians. Both who have been guests on this podcast in the past. Sarah Weinshank, who you know recently from our Todd Glass episode. Say what up. What up. Well said, well said. And Stephanie Simbari, who you know from the Stephanie Simbari and Julia Reese and Elizabeth Cott episode. Sup? Yes. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm about to play six nights at Harrah's, at the Improv, at Harrah's Casino in Vegas. And so I invited my friends up for today to do a guest spot, each of them on my show. And then uh, we hit the town, like gangsters do, like neurotic Gangsters do. But enough of a prelude. Pralines and cream. It is now time for last week on Earth. No idea why that didn't fucking play. There we go. Sorry. Doing it in a car, guys. Listen up. I have an announcement to make. Do you guys know that I'm like the number one Google search last week? It could be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic, girly man. And you'll never have the poor or major detergent again. Can we, can we all get along? Karen, horror, yes. Film at 11. How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no five. One. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Yeah. That's the truth coming at you live. We've got a mobile podcast studio on the 15 freeway. Sarah Weinshank driving. How does that feel? It feels exhilarating. You know, we're almost to Vegas. We have about another hour and a half. Um, really just going to give it my all here in the last bit of this drive. Do you feel as though your pit crew helped you in the recent stop to get through this last stretch? Yes, definitely. Uh, I was actually gifted some lemon heads, which really have been serving their purpose quite well. Uh, so thank you for those. My pleasure. Yeah, I definitely this uh, uniform team hat we all have feel like it's giving me superpowers, so I'm thankful for that as well. Let me explain the backstory there. I, I uh, decided that, or I thought, it wasn't, but uh, we should all have team hats. They say, get your kicks on Route 66. They're mesh. They're trucker hats. We all got different colors. Steph, do you want to elaborate from there? Uh, well, we look amazing to begin with. Word up. True. Uh, look classic. at Steph's Instagram right now just to see what we look like. At Steph Simbari. Check at it Steph out. At Steph Simbari, P-H. It's got a cute- S-I-M-B-A-R-I. Also on Twitter, same. Same. And at Princess Shank, S-H-E-N-K. Tweet at all three of us, at Ben Glebe, all podcast long. Let us, let, let, let three ladies know. You know, I changed my Instagram because of you. To what? From what? Well, to Steph to Sambari. something else and then. What was it before? Steph is funny. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And, t- and I said that you was said, ridiculous. said that's ridiculous. Change it to at Steph Sambari. Yeah. And I was like, true. He true. As a general rule. If you're funny, you shouldn't have to say you're funny in your name. Well, I didn't know when I created Instagram that it was public because it was so long ago. I, I was just doing it as like, oh, it's my thing. I thought it was like a hipstamatic thing. You thought thing. it was like Flickr. 
Yeah, whatever that I mean, is. That's so sad that you thought that. <laughs> I didn't know. Which, Someone's that like, sucks. It's just sharing app, and I was like, "What's an app?" Because it was like in 2010. Yeah, it's early days of, of 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 apps. I was really like a trailblazer of Instagram. It seems that way. Do you think you get enough credit for it? I don't think anyone calls me that except for me. Well, you give yourself all the credit you need. Then, do you fill the gap for yourself? Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Uh, did you know, Sarah, originally that Instagram was actually a public platform like it obviously was, or were you also in the dark? Uh, no, I knew that it was a public forum from you know the get-go, but I, I think that what uh, my teammate over here <laughs> meant to say is that you know we didn't know it was going to be such a huge thing. It's like it's like a, oh, it's like a screen name or whatever, and then all of a sudden now everyone uses Instagram. It's like now it's just so mainstream, but initially it was a little more indie, I feel like. At least it felt like that. But I always knew it was public. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think Steph meant what you said. I think she really did not think it was public. Yeah, I did not know what was going on. She thought it was like an app. Yeah. Just to put filters on pictures. Yeah. I was like, cute. It's like hypsomatic. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I will upload to my Instagram the polar picture of the Polaroid I just took of us in this car so you can see what we look like right now. Except yes. we're holding mics subsequently. Subsequently, let's hit the news. Yeah, okay. You ready to do this? Oh, but one quick plug. In the meantime, we can plug as you pull it up. Idiot Test, my new TV show on Game Show Network, debuts August 12th. Please spread the word. Follow us at Idiot Test on Instagram and Twitter. The name of the show has one T. Our handles have two T's. This is how it is right now, guys. That's ha- bad. Hashtag it both ways, okay? Hashtag why. What? What time is it going to be on? It's on every Tuesday at 9, 8 central starting this August 12th, following the chase. And it's very exciting, and I hope people watch it, because a lot of you have said, it would be cool if you had your own TV show. And I said, I don't disagree. And now I have one, so you guys got to watch it. Otherwise, we've all been deluding ourselves. Ben, question. Yeah. First, such a social media stickler for names, as you are. I know, I'm upset. I called the head of the network, I'm like, we had a nice conversation about it, and she explained that it is what it is, and... It actually was a conscious choice from the marketing department to create a new word with the name of our show, which a lot of successful shows do. It's just scary in the intro, but then people catch on and it's all good. And we're currently trying to get those handles. Okay. But it is what it is. You just hashtag it both ways. Idiot test with one T, idiot taste with two T's. Okay. Um, I'm behind it and so should America be. I'm, I'm behind you if you're behind it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. That means you're too behind America. Exactly. Let's do a little bit of American news. Okay. Uh, well, this is from July 1st. Would you like to start with that? Sure. We're going to start back and then come to the present day. Uh, should July we talk 8th. about the uh, breaking scandal of France's ex-president Sarkozy? Or should we skip over that? Because I feel like maybe there have been updates since Let me this. just summarize that okay. story briefly because there's not much to it thus far. Nicholas Sarkozy. Mm-hmm. Former president of France, handsome man, not as handsome as his very attractive former actress wife, Carla Bruni, who starred in Woody Allen movies, co-star. And she also is a musician and has songs mm. that I've heard. I, that I did not know. Are they good? Yeah, they're good. I don't know any of their names offhand, but I know I've listened to her and it's been good. Very interesting. And also, we should make a signal so I can know when you want to say something. Just like lift a finger or something, and then I'll come right to you because you don't, you're the only one that's not holding a mic because you're driving, and it would kill us. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll just do a little flick of the finger. I mean, yeah. Just lift one finger off the steering wheel. Okay. Right. Um, so, so basically, he was accused of corruption in this 2007 campaign to become reelected as president. They say that there was accusations that he took money from – there was insider trading with this – insider information with this judge that um, they were trying to get information on people from and they were giving the judge preferential treatment in, in I don't even remember what. It's not, even, it's not even the point. But isn't that just politics? No. That's illegal. But then, not preferential treatment, but it was then but the big accusation was that they claimed that he accepted, I think it was 500 million euros mm-hmm. from uh, from not Egypt, from uh, uh, oh, from Gaddafi. Libya. Yeah, from Gaddafi's government in Libya. And obviously they were a pretty evil regime, and that would be a significant breach of international trust and just weird. I mean, they're, they're all murky relationships, but to accept a campaign donation of that from size. Gaddafi is fairly odd. Yeah. Um, 
So he just had to actually go on trial. He went to the first hearing this week, showed up in a Suburban. Cute. It was really cute. And um, <laughs> he accused the current president um, of France of... Um, you know what I'm saying? Well, they're trying to make it so that he can't run again because he wants to run for president in 2017. Right, exactly. I spaced out for a second. But the point <laughs> being, thank you for covering the gap. But the point being, yes. right, they're saying it's all politically motivated, but Sarkozy is accusing Francois Hollande, the current president, of running a very uh, militaristic kind of uh, investigatory police state and... They're, they're using they his that, that law against him. Did that when when he was in office as well, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. That you know he he ran that kind of government. He just doesn't like having it pointed towards him, mm-hmm. which is some bullshit because you do shit wrong. But no one's immune to the law. Exactly. Except for the outlaw Josie Wales. Yeah, and, and corrupt cops. I don't even cops. know who that was. He's like and corrupt cops. That's true. Mafia. Mm-hmm. Um, us right now. Us right now. We're outside the laws of podcasting. That's exactly right. It feels good. It feels great. It feels new. Yeah. And exciting. Fresh. Ne- How about the next story? Okay. Next story um, is about how American visas fueled the war as drug wars. Um, slightly unclear on the details of that story. Should we move Great. on? Well, then, let's, why don't I, <laughs> yeah, sure. We, I mean, we, we read that story earlier. Right. We covered it. Basically, they're... People are accusing the U.S. government as further than the Fast and Furious case, which Attorney General, former Attorney General Eric Holder um, was accused – he's not former. I apologize. He's still there. I'm pretty sure um, – was accused of trading – giving actually weapons to Mexican drug lords right. to somehow then catch them with weapons. There was some ridiculous program that backfired. We gave a bunch of deadly weapons ended up killing some of our own border agents, and that's what the Fast and Furious scandal is about. But they're saying beyond that – there are allegations that for long standing now, for long, for, for a very long time, the Mexican drug cartels, some of the biggest ones, have been given de facto immunity by the U.S. government to literally bring kilos of cocaine across the border. They let the shipments through knowingly so that they would inform on other groups and other mm. um, drug lords and things like that. Cartel war. Cartel war. Yeah, the, cartels love turning on each other. You'd think they would all be on the same team. No, but everyone wants to have the most money. It's ridiculous. Everyone down there so is like So they Scarface. get each other killed. Right. It's so dumb. Yeah. It's like we would be better. But I guess maybe they like it, that the government lets them bring it in. Guys, you guys are doing a great job covering the news, and I'm just happy I could be here and, and talk about Carla <laughs> Bruni earlier. So. <laughs> Next story. Um, I don't know. This was not another good story on this page, so we'll go to another Sorry. one in a second. No, we're right. uh, working with a difficult car podcast moment okay here you go next next email okay great and as i often use as the basis of where i find stories we're this episode just live sharing our feelings as we flow through the daily beast cheat sheet which is an excellent source you should also subscribe to which summarizes most of the very interesting stories you need every week from a variety of sources so i recommend you guys check that out usa lost the world cup We, we we were kicked out People gave a shit for three weeks. We pretended like we've always loved soccer, and we lost, and we immediately stopped caring again. Did you care at any point, either of you? Mm, no. I mean, no. I watched one game, and I was intrigued because, damn, those players are hot. Yeah. I just i am a fair-weather fan of sports, all of them. <laughs> like, if the Lakers are going to win, then I'm all about it. If they're not, just don't care. Just, like, I'm a bandwagon fan, honestly. So, like, I would have maybe worn a jersey. I don't know what color it would have been. Probably red, white, and blue. But, like, I just didn't get into it. It wasn't my thing. <laughs> that you own that, though, is amazing. Yeah, I know what I am. I'm not a fan of any type of sport. <laughs> like, sometimes you just have to own it and be proud of who you are. And even that <laughs> that person has no team loyalty. I mean, I don't disagree with you because I had fights with, with a girlfriend a few years ago who thought it proved that I'm a disloyal person because I switched from being a Clippers fan from being a Lakers fan to a Clippers no, fan. No, because the Clippers are doing better. Not even because of doing better. That would be Those a little fair underdogs. weather fanny. No, they were, were the other dogs, but, but, but just because well, I switched because Blake Griffin convinced me on this podcast to switch. And if you're boys with Blake Griffin and he lives in your city 
and says, be a fan of my team. I'm like, yeah, I don't give a shit about the Lakers anymore. It's just a jersey. When the players themselves, I realized it was ridiculous <laughs> yeah. to have team loyalty. When the players will take any bigger paycheck for a dollar more, fuck my city I've always played for in my team. But the fans are supposed to care for a different team with different players because they're wearing the same colors? That's provably stupid. That's a genius point. Thank you very much. I'm just going to give you that right there. Like Thank That you was very much. well said, well spoken. I agree. Colors, I mean, team colors don't mean anything. It's all about the people, guys. Uh, true that. Power to the people, I believe. Steph's going to get another a huge orange truck coming on us. Honk at him, sir. Nicely done. I mean, coming straight on us like a, like a freight train. No, it's great. I think you made the right move there. Um, swine flu fears are spreading oh. along the border. Maybe I should shout it like I usually do. It'll sound more alarmist. Swine flu fears spread along the border with some 1,000 children crossing the border each day. Current humanitarian crisis that the U.S. government's having to deal with, literally 50,000 recently um, children crossing illegally from Latin America, just the kids, and the government has to keep them right now. And, and shepherd them and take care of them, but at the same time they're trying to deport them, but at the same time they don't know. They have to let some leave. It's a humanitarian... I mean, to let some stay, it's a humanitarian problem. And um, one that's immediately politicized because the Democrats always are encouraging of amnesty for all of our past illegal aliens, as even George W. Bush was in favor of an amnesty plan and proposed one. Um, the Republicans always have issue, the Republicans in Congress at least, have issue with helping children in need. And they have a strong point. Children, it's like, let them fend for themselves. You know, they're not babies anymore. Right? Um, let's see. How do I say this? I don't know. Children, that's a hard one. H1N1, not a fan of the, of the swine flu, very scared of flus in general. Right. So these, um, kids, these kids are bringing swine flu in. To our country, only a few cases well, yeah, have come across the border. And I agree. If you're going to have to send some of the kids back, send back the ones with swine flu. Send the sick ones? Send back the sick ones. Send back the ones that, <laughs> that are coming across the border with infectious, breathable diseases. I mean, yeah, that's really fucked up. Why are these, these kids even around pigs to catch the swine flu? Are they riding on pig back into the country? Seems I mean, like a very inefficient way to get is here. Is it really? Totally. From... Is it that they're really with pigs, or is it just something that's more, like, people are more immune to the swine flu there? You know what I'm saying? Less immune. Le I don't know. Like Less immune? Exposed to it. So. More exposed and less immune. Yes. More exposed, less immune. More exposed, less immune is the name of my but next are they, tour. Okay, here's my question, and you might not know, but are they consciously sending sick children because they think... That they can get better help? Do they know they're sick? Like, what's the vibe on I don't think they know. what's I don't, being understood about the sickness? I, mean, I appreciate your Jesse Ventura-esque conspiracy theory that they're sending swine No, no, but are the they like, children. oh, they'll go to America and then they can go to a doctor and maybe not die? Or are they just like, you're all kids and you're coughing, but we don't care? No, they don't think it's like a... Because there's only, I think, like four cases of it out of like 50,000 kids. Oh, well, that's I feel not like it, it, people would not be coming into the U.S. for health. They feel like that people leave the U.S. to get health care outside of it. You know what I mean? Well, no, that's not necessarily true. I think people here go to Canada for certain things or, or Great Britain, but people in more third world countries yeah. or certain Latin American countries certainly prefer to come here. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah of course. These, these immigrants are coming from Honduras and from Venezuela and from. I think Ecuador, and trying to look up the exact countries while driving through the 111-degree desert uh. in Nevada. Um, but, yeah, I'm not even finding which ones. I'm pretty sure those are some of them, and I apologize for the lack of detail. But, look, the bigger picture is always important. As I always said as a student who fucking hated studying in school my whole life, because they don't teach context or the meaning of what's important about the story. They're like, learn this date, learn this fact. Really, is the message of the fucking of World War II that it happened from 1939 to yeah. 1945. Is that what we're supposed to take away from it? Or how about the ideology behind why w wars sprung out on the planet? So forgive me for not knowing every fact, all right? It's I okay. know none of you got angry about it, but I'm angry now. It's okay, Ben. Okay, thank you. I'm just going to have a lemon head. Now it's raining. What is happening? That is so random. We're 30 miles outside um, of Barstow. Yeah, we're getting closer and closer to Las Vegas. 
Uh, it is raining. Everyone has a hat on. Uh, that's all I have right now. Maybe our buying the hats were prescient that the rain, or maybe it made the rain come. You think that's possible? Oh, such like it. That's such like a, we're so important. We bought these hats, and now it's raining. <laughs> I mean. I don't know that it's important as much as just maybe these hats control the rain. Maybe we just like really felt like we needed to protect our heads and we had to be connected to the universe. I just dropped all the lemon heads, I think. Box down, open, part down, all rolling on the floor. Do I five-second rule them? They're not all on the floor. Some are on manuals for the Polaroid camera. Just pass me a dirty one. I don't care. I roll with it. It's road All five in the, in the mouth at once? All five. Yeah. I think I think that sound effect even came through. I'm pretty sure. Something Some interesting about this border thing, though, it, is Take that it. they're using that they're, that there's a fear that they're using the sickness to to basically uh, argue against like immigration. Oh, true. So that's something that's interesting. Like it's kind of being pinned as like a reason to strict make the immigration law stricter. Because right. they've, they've done this with other diseases before, apparently. And I'm not really sure who the they that I'm talking about is. The people I mean, that who is are, a decent argument. To, it is. That's why we can't have porous borders. You can't just send people who have, like, infectious disease. That, that could even be a terrorist concern. You, know, you send somebody with some Ebola or fucking in their skin, and then fuck. Well, why know? don't we have, like, Malaria. medical care on the border? Yeah. Um why this needs to be official? People can come with vaccinations. Do immigrants come with vaccinations? I assume they would have to, right? Maybe not. I would assume they would have to to get. I mean, unless you got in illegally, right? Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's another concern is that you have to have people legally coming because you know they're not spreading like infectious diseases. Or these lemonheads are amazing. <laughs> and that's a dichotomous like, sentence. I realize. Fuck immigrants. Let's talk about lemonheads. Lemonheads, just like. They need a new campaign, Lemonheads. That's all I have to say. What would you recommend? Maybe a commercial. Maybe like an advertisement, a print ad, something. Stop feeding entirely on nostalgia when we occasionally run into Lemonheads. Exactly. Like It looks like it's almost hailing on the window, but it couldn't be because it's... What's the temperature now? Yeah, it went from 111 to 31. It's now 75. What the fuck is that? It dropped 36 degrees in 10 minutes. That's like apocalyptic. Look at those streams of rain on that rain cloud far in the distance. You see that? I can't see anything. Far in the distance. You should not look. I'm, I meant stuff. I'll do a complica- complex finger-lifting hand signal for you when you should not look, okay? okay. <laughs> cool. Give me the signs and I'll just read them. Perfect. Perfect. I'm going to braille it to you so you don't have to wear headphones during the podcast. Braille that shit. Thank you. That is perfect. Got it. Tracking. Word. Crushing. Word. Uh, do you have another, another story right here? Um, Target, big announcement. Is it a sale? No. Uh, you, can't, <laughs> <laughs> you can't bring guns into their stores anymore, as BuzzFeed reports. Socialist. Yep. After photos of guns. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an injustice. Yeah. They're, they're trying to take away our guns from the baby food aisle at Target. <laughs> Is the new campaign slogan. After photos of gun activists carrying assault weapons in the baby clothes section of a Target store in Texas. Or, oh, of course it's Texas. Surprise, surprise, surprise. I mean, you never know when a three-year-old is going to sneak up on you and <laughs> try to shank you with a pinky. <laughs> the pinky? <laughs> in a South Carolina location. I'm sorry, what does that make sense? Target store in Texas surfaced and a loaded handgun was found in the toy section in a South Carolina location. The company officially asked customers this Wednesday not to bring guns into the stores. You got to stop that, fellas. Quote, this is a complicated issue, but it boils down to a simple belief. (laughs) Belief system. Bringing firearms to Target creates an environment that is at odds with the family-friendly shopping and work experience we strive to create. Said interim CEO, John Mulligan. I guess former CEO, other guy, was accidentally shot while shopping for baby clothes. <laughs> Question. Question. Now, what are you going to ask me, Simbari? What makes no guns in Target complicated? Right. I mean, that hopefully would not be an issue that is fought, but I guarantee you that the right wing of our Congress will say, look, they're taking away guns from Target. I mean, first of all... What's well, next? McDonald's playpen? Exactly. It's fun to hide guns in the bottom like the flags in Double Dare. <laughs> and then the kids find it, 
and shoot each other, and the strongest kid wins. Like the flags in double there. Yeah. yeah. Um, why don't they just have like metal detectors and stuff in tar- In every baby aisle of every store. Yeah. You can shop freely with your guns, but once you want to go into the baby clothes, we will frisk you or pat you down. Yeah. Well, what about Costco? I feel like there'd be way more guns at Costco than there would be at Target. That's just my Don't they sell opinion. guns at Costco? I don't know. They sell everything. It just feels like Target. Yes, they, they, they do sell guns at Costco, but you have to buy fifty a pack of 50 guns. Oh, that's a it's good steal. It's 800 bucks, <laughs> but you really save in the long run. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Get one for your friend and your cousin. It's actually the gift that takes away each time you use it. It's like you use, there's just lightning? Yeah, there was just lightning. Did you see it, Steph? No, I'm thinking about what, no. what's the <laughs> argument for guns. Like, I'm just very unclear on why you need to carry a gun at all, like, in America, just at all. Well, if you're, like, kind of, you know, a little more redneck, you might carry a gun everywhere you go. I know, but, like, so... Why, but, like... Well, but just real quick, before we answer that question... I know, and it's it, a very and it's big not, question. No, it's a great question, but and it's not the thunder round yet, but since you mentioned this lightning, in honor of the n- natural occurrences around us of the lightning that just hit, we just have to pay homage. <laughs> it's not the thunder round, everybody. Uh, back to your question. What did you ask? I just don't really, I can't wrap my mind around why. I get it. It's like a constitutional right, like to bear a firearm, whatever. But it's like, logically, why, under what circumstance do you need a gun if you're a target shopper? I mean, or whatever. It's like, are you waiting for the zombie apocalypse? Are you afraid a gang fight is going to break out? Like, Well, first of all, what? a lot of people are, a lot of people are afraid of a zombie apocalypse. That's a legitimate concern. Because, look, it's never happened, and there's no scientific proof that a zombie, like a dead person could ever reanimate. Pretty sure there's scientific proof that that's impossible. And even when they do come out, even in fantasy scripts, always they're very slow and don't do that much damage. Right. Exactly. Despite all of that, <laughs> I mean, it's a legitimate concern, and you have to acknowledge it, Stephanie. I just don't believe things until I see them, Ben, until I see a zombie. Oh, I guess you don't believe then in the God of the Bible. I guess you don't believe people lived inside of whales. You're right, I don't. Oh, wow. You want to talk about it? That's the kind of conversation we're going to have? Yeah. Oh, that is rich. Cool it, everyone. It's just, it's just bull. You know what I mean? It's like, what are you going to say next? The, the earth is older than 6,000 years. You know what the problem is? I, you took off your team hat, and in that moment, you lost, you know. I got angry. You got angry. Now that it's back on, everything, everything's good. Everyone keep your hats on. Hats on, hose down. Done. But you can leave um, your hat all right. on. Guys, I feel like we're really getting somewhere with this target gun combo. What is, uh, you can leave your hat on. Is that a song? Joe Cocker. It's called You Can Leave Your Hat On? Baby, take off your dress. Yes, yes, yes. Ooh, I like it. But you can leave your hat on. Joe Cocker had a hat fetish. Yeah. Was it a bolo hat like King Papa wears? <laughs> That's my fetish. Does he go down on you where he's holding a green apple and, and a briefcase? Yeah. That's what he's known for. Not Pampa, but that famous you know, Thomas Crown Affair painting. And Pampa's known for the bolo hat. Yeah, yeah, Not for the sure. briefcase and the apple. Right, okay, you mixed it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it was just combining Gene Pampa with Pierce Brosnan and Rene Russo movies. That's kind of hot. I think that is really hot. Not no to that. Didn't you ask for Hall & Oates earlier? All right. You can rely on the old man's money. You can Since you asked for it, I'll play it while you say your thing because I saw your finger raise. What were you going to say about this issue? I don't know. I got so excited. <laughs> but, I, but from this song. Oh, Stephanie's never been to Vegas. Oh, true. That's crazy. So that's exciting for us, for her. I hope we like. I feel pressure because I want her to have a good time, but also like the time that we have here is going to be limited. So we're just going to make the best out of it, everyone. That is so true. And and Stephanie, none of us even believe that you've never been to Vegas. Is it true? How's it possible? Tell us after the chorus. Girl. 
Whiskey Pete's in the distance. Over bitch girl. So Steph, you've never been to Vegas. Why and how the fuck and why? Oh, guys, I'm sorry. I but just why? never went. You explained earlier it's because you're different than everybody and you don't do things that people normally do. That's not what I fucking said. And then explain yourself. Don't misquote me and make me sound like a dick. Alright, so what do you say? I'm really special. No. <laughs> um, hats on, everyone. Keep hats your hats on. on. Sorry. I just you know, I was kinda waiting for a reason. I was invited once to go to a Britney Spears concert. I did not have the funding. Um, I was waiting for an invitation to perform there to be my first time going, in oh, fact. Oh, that's cool. And now it's happening. And so this is my first trip, and I feel like not my last trip. Oh, that's cool. And you cool. guys better deliver, or else I'll never talk to you again. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, noted. Terms have been set. Your or else I'm demands have been laid on the table. Going to hit a ride in a truck. Game, set, match. Whiskey Pete's apparently brought to you by IHOP, the International House of Pancakes at Whiskey Pete's. What stop if in. this was Vegas? Laura Valdivia and I did stop in there and eat at that IHOP after I drove an hour and a half the wrong way towards Utah when we left New Year's Eve weekend at Harris again. And we stopped back here, had a meal at 1.30 in the morning, and then got in LA at like 7 in the morning. Ugh. It was fun, man. God, I'm glad you made it. A lot of sing-alongs to We Didn't Start the Fire. Cool. Which is a song that Laura and I both know. That's great. Do you know all the words to it? Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, girl. That's amazing. Thank you. Prove it. I'm going to do the first first because it's not to be overindulgent, but it's to prove I'm not bullshitting, all right? Harry Truman, Doris Day, Red China, Johnny Ray, South Pacific, Walter Winchell, Joe DiMaggio, Joe McCarthy, Richard Nixon, Studebaker, Television, North Korea, South Korea, Marilyn Monroe, Eisenberg, Einstein, Brooklyn's got a winning team, David Crockett, Peter Pan, Elvis Presley, Disneyland, Bardo, Budapest, Alabama, Cruise Chef, Princess Grace, Saving Face, Trouble in the Suez, we didn't start the fire. It was always burning since the world's been turning. We didn't start the fire. No, we didn't light it, but we tried to fight it. Rosenberg's H-bomb. I could do the whole song, and I skipped a huge I mean, part and just went to the end of a verse there in the middle because it's for time efficiency. Hey, I believe you. Thank you. Um, have you seen the music video? Yeah, he just like plays keyboards in front of fire. Yeah, I remember watching that um, as a kid. With my dad. It's like one of my dad's favorite music videos for some really? reason. Yeah. There's like images of history in the background too, yeah. right? Yeah. And there's like a fire and there's like, I think it was like shot in the valley. So like this car wash I used to always go to. In the Valley of LA? Yes. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What movie were we talking about again? We're talking about the music video for We Didn't Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, right. Um, no, no, totally. I, I did that song at a f- keyboard that I pretended to play as a talent show in seventh grade with all these. At first, I auditioned and my tape players failed during the playback, and it was super embarrassing. And I was like dropping shit, and it was like horrible moment. And there was callbacks, and one of the hottest and prettiest, most popular girls in our elementary school, Avi Melnicker, was like, "I'll help you do the callback, and I'll, I'll get a bunch of the hottest girls to dance in the background and like hold the props and put them on." And she did that shit. And I got to do it at the show. That's so amazing. Wait, you had to audition for your school talent show? Yeah, this was Beverly Vista Elementary School in Beverly Hills. It's a performing arts town. Okay. Did not know that about Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills High School had like Broadway-level productions each year for their musical, like sets that would move like way better than you see at Pantages. Whoa. (laughs) Banana. We didn't have to audition, and I just got right into the talent show and I embarrassed myself year after year. <laughs> Do you remember any of your performances? Oh yeah. Um, my boyfriend's back. I did that in third grade. I wore a poodle skirt and had cat eye glasses. Sounds adorable. So my cute. Boyfriend's back yeah. Everyone had poodle skirts. It was me and my little sister and then my all my back. friends and their little sisters and it was a whole like production. Then in eighth grade, this was this is where it got weird. Eighth grade This is where it got weird. Eighth grade's where it got real weird. I did 
Going to the chapel, that song? Great song. <laughs> going to the chapel and we're gonna get married. Okay. It seems like you have a taste. Like an old vibe. Yeah. Like I got really into like these old vibey songs. What is that even called? Like doo-bop. That's like golden oldies, bubblegum oldies, yeah. doo-wop. I had a CD. It was like the best of oldies, and that's what I would listen to. So that's where I would find my inspiration for talent show performances. That's good. Um, but in eighth grade, we did going to the chapel. Everyone had a wedding dress on, and it was really very weird and um, showed no talents at all. Oh, you didn't show any talents? I'm not, like, very musically inclined, and my dancing's a little, like, quirky, and I hadn't fully grown into that at the time, so it just was, like, a really embarrassing, awkward performance. Uh, I'm sure you were so cute. Do you, I think it was probably very cute, too. Do you think it scarred you, though, the way you're telling it? No, because I had, like, I just knew it wasn't my thing. I just wanted to participate. You know what I mean? It's, like, karaoke. It's, like, that type of thing. Like, it, I knew that I wasn't going to, I didn't know what else to do at the talent show. I just right. never did it because I was too scared. I'm sorry, say that one more time. I didn't mic you on it. I don't know. I'm just talking about my talent show experiences. <laughs> and now, you know, I feel like we're really getting off subject here. Why? Uh, I mean, no, I don't mind this tangent, but I just have nothing else to say about my talent show That's experience. That's so great. I took some sick pictures, by the way, during this moment. Well, look at Hello Kitty's butt. Hell yeah, she's fucking it's a flashing shot. I apologize. I'm looking for an e-cigarette now as we speak. I have a lot of air fresheners in my car. It looks like I might have, like, a, a problem, like, collecting them. Like, I just, it's not quite sane looking. A panda, Hello Kitty, a peace sign, and a few of those trees. Royal pine, green, shaped like a pine tree. Yep. Classic. 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 I don't know. You got any more news stories for us, though? I think you have my phone. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Um, Okie dokie. Yeah, coming right at you. And then um, let me, uh, in the meantime, then check. Let's do Twitter answers unusually early in the podcast. Yeah, go for it. I sent it out before early in this ride. And I will let y'all. Oh, it's going to be hard to do both things. Oh, sure, yeah. Well, you got to talk about some in the meantime because I got to plug this. Okay, so so let me go back to this. Um, I don't. This dead air is beautiful. This is fucking hot dead Up air. Up to 120 secret U.S. troops in Somalia. Chris Christie vetoes gun control. Read us about the secret troops in Somalia real quick. Okay, read it. Oh, let's see. The U.S. military revealed for the first time it has deployed 120 troops in Somalia since 2007 to help fight Islamic extremists. The admission goes beyond the Pentagon's announcement that it had sent a handful of of advisors in October. A U.S. official said that the forces are not involved in combat, but rather are advising and training Somali forces. The U.S. plans to increase its military presence to help the country combat threats from Islamic, Islamist group Al-Shabaab. Al-Shabaab is badass, man. I mean, in like the worst way. It will also They're increase funding to guys. the Somali National Army. Yeah, I mean, those are probably good moves. It's like, here's at least some bit of 120 troops, and then we have, you know, 10,000 troops in other places like Afghanistan. I mean, we're drying down. But the point being, if we're truly going to combat terrorism around the globe, we have to actually do it, like, everywhere it is. Otherwise, we're just wasting money and, like, half-assing it. Which is why we say we don't know why we're in Afghanistan is because we don't. There's, we're not even we, – we didn't even eradicate the Taliban in Afghanistan. They're back. Yeah, and like, so what's the point? I mean, if we're going to let Al Shabaab run amok uh, in Somalia, I mean, what, how? how? You, you also have to crush ISIS, and that's the big development I should just briefly set the stage of since it's been a few weeks since I've done news in the podcast. Is we're, have to, we're having to get reinvolved in Iraq again now. Obama's not deploying troops, but what happened is Al Maliki, the prime minister of Iraq, he is banning all of. I, I believe he's Shia and banning all the Sunnis from the government. I might have that flip because I can never remember the two, but they're opposites and they hate each other even though they're in the same religion, which is, you know, it seems very well, particular. Extremists are different than like, like the, being Christian isn't the same as being like a Christian extremist. Well, no, but they're not even extremists. The Sunnis and the Shia are just the two oh, factions okay. of of the Muslim religion. There's also a third as well. I thought the one, I thought, I thought the one the, of them is the Kurds. violent. One no, of the no, they all just hate each other, oh, yeah. all because of a minute difference. Like the Sunnis 
I don't want to call it minute. I don't mean to disrespect the difference, but to me it seems like an like not the most important fact that should lead to angry, hateful, um, wanting to wage war on each other. Yeah. Or, you know, not even respect your fellow citizens and brothers in your own country because of the difference that what they believe. Like, one of them believes that Mo- the Prophet Muhammad's grandson, and I don't have the exact details, but I believe that, that the Prophet Muhammad's grandson ended up being this real person that became a general and they, they believe he was like a big part of the religion and then the other sect does not. And just over that one disagreement of like whether or not like a certain person was – you know what I mean? It's like it's just such a minutia to me. So why does everybody think that whoever created religions or wrote these Bibles care about the details of the story more than the moral? It's the most moral story mm. ever. People only talk about the moral after they see shit like Vanilla Sky or some shit. But you fucking read the Bible and people only care about the story details. Like, that one part, I didn't believe when those bush was screaming. It's like, who cares? The point is be good to each other. Yeah. That's the commandment part. Yeah. You know? Fuck the flowery language. But regardless of that, what happened now in Iraq, because I digress because it's the most beautiful view through his window too, these like post-rain fluff clouds. Clouds. I mean, they're just gorgeous. I want to take a picture of them as well and like maybe upload that if I ever remember and I probably won't. And it's on selfie mode and it just gave me the most up cl- close frightening <laughs> look of my own face I that I eat never the wanted to see. Uh, and there's the... What do you think a cloud would taste like? Water. Water? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just imagine it being like cotton candy-esque. Yes. I... <laughs> I really believe almost that it would have like maybe a little sweetness. Maybe it's like a rose water cotton candy. Ooh, that, oh, that sounds, sounds so good. I like Love that. that. <laughs> I want to start a food truck. Rose water cotton candy clouds. And cocktails. Ooh, I like that. And, but, but like pink girly cocktails, yeah. like little fucking pink martinis and maybe a dirty martini to balance the salt with the sweet. Totally. Maybe like some other like new agey flavors like rose water, like you said, like ginseng. Salty caramel. <laughs> ginseng. Salty caramel cloud cotton candy tuft would be great mm. so decadent <laughs> so like fluffy decadent i love it guys um I don't, I don't hate it i'll be honest with you yeah there's a lot of things that i don't hate <laughs> you know sometimes i get dressed and i ask my roommate what she thinks and she says i don't hate it and i said that's not good enough that's such a cunty answer <laughs> i don't hate it yeah okay well can do you I just say you like it then can we not do this yeah can you just say you like it or, like, leave me alone? Or change? Yeah, it's kind of a negative phraseology. Another phrase girls love to use is, I just can't even deal. I can't even deal with that. Stop. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Stop. No. Um, it is time now to do what I promised and do an early version of checking in with the brain trust, the glebe of extraordinary gentlemen, the friends with benefits, the Glebe Squad, the Big Glebers, in all of us. Why? Because it's time for Twitter answers. Fuck. And I didn't plug it in. I always fuck up to something, and when I do this shit, I got to plug it in and make it sound good. I'm going to do it over. And this won't be edited out because I'm about being real and raw, but I'm disappointed in my damn self. And it's time, once again, this time not fucked up by my stupid fingers. And la- although, in my defense, I'm running the podcast, hosting it, doing all the audio tech, running a soundboard, taking photos, documenting it, plugging Twitter handles, smoking an e-cigarette, eating lemon heads, fairly without too many problems. You're pulling your weight. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you know, you. I, Thank I'm going to give you some credit. You're pulling your weight. You're just this one-man operation, you know? I'm just glad that we I could drive you. I'm like that crazy guy that's down in Venice Beach that plays like 14 instruments at once, like the tambourine around his waist and tied to his foot. He's got like a, like a flute or something. Yeah, you're like one of those, uh, what kind of knives are they? A Swiss Army knife. Yeah, I'm like a Swiss Army knife or an iPhone that just does the different random shit at the same time. True. Either an iPhone with a lot of apps or, you know, a Swiss Army knife, for those of you who are a little more dated and not up to speed with iPhones. Yeah, if you're afraid of technology. Yeah. If you have Boost Mobile, you know. Exactly. Like the, the less fortunate in our society. Yeah. Although they're good burner phones, probably. Although my dad uh, has Boost Mobile, and he's the only one in the family that does. Is that right? Why, would your, why, why does your dad have Boost? 
because he decided that he was done paying overpriced phone bills, so he put everyone on the family on Boost, except I stayed on AT&T, and um, then my mom and my sister were on Boost with him, and then they they were like, this is ghetto, we our phones never work, Steve, we're going back to AT&T, and just out of principle, he has decided to be stubborn and stick with Boost, just to prove that it can be done. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that is Steve. awesome. Steve's so way- crazy like that? Yeah. So I still didn't even finish. I'm, I'm so distractedly explaining a lot of stories at once. And I forgive me for the distraction, but the stories will all come full circle anyway. You'll get all the details round up in a roundabout way, albeit. Uh, so in Iraq, um, there are, the Sunnis are now um, rebelling essentially against the government of Maliki and are saying – and then ISIS, the Islamic State of Iraq – and Syria, um, ISIS is like the worst terror group that has re-emerged and has become the main bit of discussion in our politics these last few weeks. They are a frightening organization that even Al-Qaeda said was too extreme. So that's uh, intense guys. And um, they now have a, a presence and have actually taken um, – are making major advances in a major city in Iraq that was already won back – a very long time ago after the Iraqi government was put in place essentially by us. So we can't ignore these terrorist factions that are rising up and creating a the exact uh, terrorist hotbed that we said was there before we invaded them in 2003. And um, so we have to do something. And Obama who campaigned on being the less bellicose and less belligerent president and ending our wars can't be as we're drawing down to an end in Afghanistan with only a small residual force, can't be sending troops, putting boots back on the ground in Iraq. So he does it the Obama way, cool and smooth, with drones. And we are sending a, a small force to protect the embassy and to retrain and like strengthen and fortify parts of that city, but like a team of like 130 advisors, not thousands of troops. Seems more efficient. Yeah, it's a smarter way to do it. You need to have a light footprint. That is the main feature of the Obama doctrine as well. But you do know, you really think talk we're softly ever... and carry a big stick. You have to talk softly sometimes. The old, yeah. And the old very important presidential adage of what America's foreign policy should be. But we have been having swinging that stick around too much lately. So swinging our big dick. Yeah, if we got the big dick, you don't need to like always hit people in the face with it. Hit people in the face with it sometimes when necessary. Right, in like a cute, sexy way. In a cute, sexy way, exactly. Yeah. We should only invade countries in like a really sexy, like kind of you know, like little black dress kind of way. Exactly. Just just foreplay some countries. Totally. Fuck them a little. Yeah. And then go the fuck home. Right. Go home. Text another country. Be like, you up? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Otherwise, you it's too to, much girl? baggage, you know? Exactly. You get up in a relationship, it's crazy. We should just, instead of invading countries from now on, we should just Tinder text them? war countries. Just be real bitchy on text yeah. to other countries and like be like, we're not cool for a while. Mm-hmm. You know? I agree. A lot of caps, angry caps, million exclamation points. I was going to say exclamation points, but you beat me to that. Well, also, emojis, also, I think bomb emojis, like a bunch of bombs. Those hurt. Uh, but I feel like an exclamation mark hurts more to me than does a bomb emoji for some reason. That's true because it's like silly to go search for funny pictures whereas yeah. exclamation points is like, right now I'm angry. Yeah, it's like scary. Even if you're someone's excited and they use it, it's just like I, I just don't. I don't know how to read it. It's a lot to digest. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, I don't need to be yelled at. Send, send other countries angry gifts and shit get out of control. <laughs> You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so much a chiller way to do it. Totally. Like freeze their bras. <laughs> exactly. And ISIS is the only, is the same group that is in Syria now that is with the rebel. Here's where the story is really crazy and complex. And how the Middle East makes no fucking sense. How we shouldn't even be involved there because it's just confusing as shit. Yeah. Is the, the rebels in Syria that are trying to over, overthrow Bashar al-Assad, the fucked up dictator of Syria um, ISIS is on the side of the rebels the side we're supporting the worst terrorist group 
and Al-Qaeda elements are part of the rebels that are trying to overthrow Bashar al-Assad. And we're actually giving weapons to some of the rebels in Syria, but just to the more moderate elements. The which fuck? how the fuck do you even know? We don't know have a complex knowledge of which person and which particular meeting of the rebels in Syria is ISIS backed or Al Qaeda backed. Are we carding them with the door for their Al Qaeda membership cards? We're giving them weapons that could easily be falling into our enemy's hands almost directly. Thanks for this rocket launcher. Whoa! Why are you aiming it right back at us? We just gave this to you. We're the U.S. Sorry, bro. It's like a Looney Tunes cartoon. It really is. It's like someone like pulls the bomb like out the of coyote. Like, the coyote's hand and hands it back to him. Yeah. And he's like, "What do I do?" Is, uh-oh, and he runs off the cliff and yeah. sees it and falls. Yeah. That's a mixed metaphor if I ever heard one. I love it. As is the Middle East, a mixed metaphor. Totally. And I'm just like very, I really feel like, I get it. We don't want people attacking us and like flying planes into our buildings. Questionable, by the way. Yeah. But, fucked up move. Cold move. But are, is it really America's job to just go out there and big dick and fight all the problems? Like the Middle East, like you said, like. We're trying to help, and then we're giving, like, we're not doing anything. Yeah, I mean, that is the big question. That's the big debate of foreign policy right now, and the big uh, ideological difference between the Bush doctrine and the Obama doctrine. Bush doctrine is you go out there and you big dick it, and the Obama doctrine is like, you have a big dick, you don't need to fucking throw it around all the time. I mean, <laughs> makes sense. That's exactly what he it is. He gets it, because he's a black guy. Yeah, I mean, you he know? everybody they don't have knows. To prove it. Everybody knows, and everybody yeah. knows. America is the black guy of the world when it comes to dick size. Everybody knows we have a huge dick. Exactly. You don't need to swing it around. And don't you feel like the Bush doctrine should just be burned because he was obviously a moron? And interestingly, that the big dick doctrine is the one named after vagina. It's not even a dick at all. What's it named? It's the Bush doctrine. Uh, I mean, think about it. We should burn that Bush. You know, I, I just don't know. I really like the Looney Tunes reference. I got caught up in that. I think I'm still behind, like, trying to picture the coyote. And then, like, I wanted to, like, at one point chime in. That's all, folks, just to be, like, cute and, like, clever. (laughs) Then, like, that that ship sailed. So I'm still back there mentally and emotionally. So I just want everyone to understand, you know, and I'm also driving. So it's not that I'm inept. In a rainstorm. In a rainstorm and, like, trying to be cool and, like, political and with it. But also trying to, like, get us to our destination in a safe way. Also, Bill Cosby's playing on July 18th at the billboard that's slightly too far to read yet. The name of the place, Treasure Island, cool. TI-sponsored TI hotel. Uh, just live your life. Hey, 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 and then go see Bill Cosby at Treasure Island on July 18th. Tickets at Bill Cosby and his Treasurous Island. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. I'd like to check in and see how Steph's feeling about getting to Vegas for the first time. We're, we're getting closer. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling pretty hungry. TBCH. You're about to get your first view of the Vegas skyline right now in the distance. Oh, my God. Really? That is it past the insane amount of rain. Whoa, we're so close. Right just like foggy. <laughs> it's like, there it is. It's the so, promised land. It is so underwhelming in the rain without the lights. That's why I wanted you to come at night last night, Steph. Drive with me. And and I also excited so why much didn't more you zen to drive at night. night. And then everybody, you bailed, and I asked Sarah if she wanted to do it, and she did, but she, that's her, fine, she wasn't signed up. You bailed last minute, and it was bullshit. I wanted to drive a night and well, be zoned out. Well, my friends were all like, you're not feeling well, you have congestion, and also it's dangerous. And I was like, you're right, I should listen to my body. Okay. And right. I feel like then. maybe we saved your life. Ooh, I like that. Like, maybe you don't know what would have happened. Also, and put us in the middle of this rainstorm. how are you going to leave without me coming there and telling you how to pack your cooler? That's true. You did come upstairs and help me. I'm still doing the MyFit Foods diet. The 21-day challenge that I'm now on week nine of, and I love it, has changed the way I eat. I bring my food everywhere like a big asshole, though, with coolers and th- all my meals for the next five, six days here in Vegas. I think you me. can learn through the packaging of their food how to uh, emulate and copy the balance that they're creating. Minus the cooking time that I save amazingly. Well, yeah, but I mean, that can be, you can literally eat like that without having to cook and without having to do that. You know, a piece of fish, a piece of chicken, some vegetables, like that's basically what you're doing, right? Maybe a little brown rice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can make that for you. You want to do it? No. See, that's my problem. But you can do it for yourself. No. Uh, Please, sir. Okay, I'm one for convenience and like just like the thought of like going to the grocery store, then getting all the stuff, then taking it home, then cooking rice that takes 45 minutes. Then you got to clean up the rice. 
I get why. Agreed. I get why fox. it just comes all together. You know, it makes sense. Yeah. Do you always cook for yourself, uh, Steph? And if so, where yes. do you find the time? I do always cook for myself. Do yeah. Do you mostly. want to be my roommate? <laughs> Slash wife. Um, I mean, if that's what it takes, if that's the, your criteria. I'll be your wife if I can fuck other people. <laughs> Do I get to fuck other people? Duh. I'll think about it. Okay, perfect. All right. Um, yeah, I go to the farmer's market every I'll Monday. I'll check in later. She, she can be our uh, babysitter slash I'll be the minister. relief pitcher. Yeah. I'm, hey, this deal's getting better already. Relief pitcher? I'm going to need you to come over and suck my husband's dick. I got a date. Bye. Oh, yeah. Pun intended. Hat, should I bring the trucker hat? Have to wear team hats if we're going to be sister wives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're going to be sister wives, are we all sister wives? And where's uh, uh, hat? I'm the husband, but I just said it to be cute. I'm not giving up the husband. The deal with the, the hat is once you put it on, you can never take it off. Oh, God. Yep. The fuck only with the hat, like that song written by... You can leave your hat on. Joe Cocker. Joe Cocker, who also sings the, uh, the classic version slash Wonder Years theme song... Um, what would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Is that right? Yeah, me do you guys want to hear this song really quick? You a song, and I'll try not to sing out of key. Baby, I... Yeah, take it away, Steph. I'm singing too much. You were going to do the Twitter thing. I know, I know, I know. And the Twitter's about Vegas, so we'll do it in a moment. After the song, some of the song. And then, one last story, and then Twitter answers. Thanks for the reminder. Oh, yeah. It's like the classic, like, striptease yeah. song. Nice, nice. A man. Bald man behind a piano. Your coat. Oh, oh yeah. I like that. Yeah. Take off your shoes. Take off your shoes, girl. They're, they're on. They're staying on. Oh, I like that one. I'm like Mr. Rogers, baby. Okay, yeah. I do it myself, but I'm tired. Uh-huh. Woo! That was awesome right there. Did you like that? That's awesome. It's a really you can good leave song, your hat right? on. Um, is there one last news story we wanted to cover or anything else we want to say um, before just, we do Twitter answers as we pull into stories. Las Vegas? Um, Joan Rivers, no. Um, um, I feel like there's just so many things we could do. I feel like we should do I your think, Twitter yeah, thing because I think Sarah's there. got something. We are almost there. So we'll make it. We're also, also at 57 minutes and batteries low. So that's Perfect. a good idea. But I, I was going to, well, the Joan Rivers sang, but I don't know. Do you know what it was? She, she called Michelle Obama a tranny or something. That was one of the several Joan Rivers stories this week. Yeah, she's, she's, but she being, and, and said that Obama what, is gay or something? Kind of, yeah. Like she just made some like snarky remark. And then she, she just joking or was she like saying she thinks it's true? I feel like she was just joking, like just being, you know, her she, quirky self. Yeah, she says ridiculous things. She's like, I wish Obama's tried it. Yeah, it was pretty much like that where I was like, how is this even like a like a topic right now? Yeah, because they just print anything to get it out there, and it can be a Republican talking point for the next two years. Is 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 Michelle Obama tranny? Rush Limbaugh be like, is he? We've never seen her vagina. It's hard to produce her <laughs> vagina if she's not a tranny. Just throw it. Let us watch the videotape. I mean, come on, you know. But also, Joan Rivers is a comedian. Like, she can't make a joke. Right. It's or was she making a true statement? Like, I doubt she was making a true no. statement. She's not a sexual scientist. Yeah, it's like, what the She's fuck? She's never fucked the Obamas. She's not Dr. Ruth. It's Joan not Rivers. not Dr. Seuss either. Or Dr. Drew. Or Dr. Yeah. yeah. Or, or Dr. Rothbart. Doctor. That's my gynecologist. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Congrats. Free plug, Doc. Shut up. Pun intended. Dr. Brown sodas, uh, black cherry. Oh, good one. Black cherry's the best. <laughs> yeah, it's just like shout out to the Jewish delis carrying the uh, Dr. Brown sodas. <laughs> I can't go into a Jewish deli without leaving that meal having eaten at least two bowls of pickles. Two bowls of pickles, whether or not. Two dishes. 
Oh, I want, oh, I want them. I even go dip into the pickled tomatoes for some reason. I don't even like them. Yeah, yeah I don't like the water that that's, remains once all the pickles are gone. Like, I feel like it just comes in like a, a pickly stew water. Yep. How was that thing? Oh. Debris flying more of it at us. Holy shit. This is weird because the rain is lifting as we get closer. That was like a big piece of debris that went right under the car, like a yeah, bouncy baseball-sized rock. Scary. Holy fuck. Mr. Toad's wild ride. Yeah, but instead of like the lovely Toad family, it's rocks. Was that a rock? I don't, know, I don't think it was a rock, but it was some like piece of like thick industrial styrofoam bouncing, I yeah, think. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. And on that note, we'll check in with all the things I said earlier with Twitter answers. It's Twitter answers. I asked the Brain Trust the uh, Las Vegas themed question for this week. I asked y'all. I said craziest or weirdest Vegas story. Go, and the responses. Not very many of them. Only a few uh, responses. Um, at UK Brain Trust, the British bureau of this podcast, said I'd never been. You tell me what it's like. Well, we'll tell you next week after this week on this last week on Earth. But Steph's never been either, so you're experiencing it as this podcast listening to an experience. What is your biggest expectation, Steph? Um, I'm, I have no expectations. I just don't want to feel sad. That's not going to happen. Okay. There's definitely going to be no sadness. I just feel like I'm going to see like sadness fake free. Paris and be like, oh, God, this is so sad. That's why no, I'm not No, you're really going to be blown. Look, let me set the tone for you before you're about to see it then. Oh, my God, it's a castle. <laughs> <laughs> It is. Excalibur looks dope. Yeah, I mean, trust me, they fucking build. I think you'd just be amazed at, at human. Look, it's the New York skyline right there in the Statue of Liberty, right there. Is recreated. that what that is? Yes. Oh I mean, God, yeah. Look, it's the Empire State Building. Be amazed at the wonder of American ingenuity and construction in, really, in a miniature size. I wish that we could make Ocean's fourteen while while here. First of all, we can on our iPhones easily. Secondly. What America almost is all about sometimes in some ways is the commercializing and miniaturization <laughs> of the commercialization and miniaturization of cool things with character. And we just like – we cheese them up a little and turn them into a buffet. Right. Can we go to the buffet after this? I would love that. Crab legs? Yes. That's all seafood. Great seafood buffet I think at the Bellagio. I'm so hungry. I know. We got Brian Sutich at B-S-U-T-I-C-H said one time my band was on tour – our drummer got arrested in Vegas with five fake IDs, oh. and we had to drive to California because we got kicked from Nevada. That is a great Damn. 140 characters right there. That is a lot. I'm guessing that's going to fucking win before. Why did he have five fake IDs? Is not one was it or for the two whole enough? band, or was it like him with different disguises? Oh, great question. I don't know. Uh, Optimist for PA Gov actually is the one that said, I haven't been there, so instead I ask you the same question. Hashtag brain trust. Sorry about that. John Holowich at John Holowich. Um, Robert Johnson at Zulu underscore punk. Y'all know how I feel about the underscore. Not a fan of it. Went to a strip club, used restroom, came back to find out my friends had bought a private dance. She knew I didn't know and only gave me a lap dance for one hundred and eighty dollars. So you got Is that we got robbed. We got robbed. He was already paid for. Oh, and she double charge you and then way overcharge you for one eighty for one lap dance should be twenty bucks. I mean you got majorly scammed, bro. She's like the Kenyan president emails of strip of strippers. I hope you got a hand job at least. No way. It sounds like just lap dance out in public. You didn't even go champagne room for one eighty. Yeah. That's a bummer. It's a bummer. Did he get to finger her? You know, I want to ask him at Zulu underscore punk reply to us and give us more details, but I really doubt it. It seems like in this story. Uh, he just got the lap dance and paid her $180. Free I've shots? heard some shady shit in strip clubs. A friend of mine was, was there, and he's not the strongest guy. And the stripper, he, he was going to take her to the champagne room. She asked for the money up front and then just walked off. Oh, shit. Maybe she bananas? wasn't even a stripper at all. Well, no, then he got the manager, and she and he got the money back from her. And it was like crazy. <gasps> That's what I'm going to do. Is do what? Become a stripper? As, no. <laughs> Dress up as a stripper. You had like a moment of... Yeah. <gasps> Crab Everything legs. makes so much sense now that I'm in <laughs> Vegas. No, dress up as a stripper, go into the strip clubs, make them pay for lap dances, and then just leave. Yeah. 
Thanks. Bye. Wait, you mean you pay for lap dances and never get them? Never they give pay them. for them, give them no, money. I'll be right back. And then I just bounce. But most people know that's not how it works. Well, this is a new strip club. When I was in college, I had a really short dress on and someone thought that I was a stripper and said, when can you come give me a dance? And I said, I don't work here. I was very offended. And you were like, but I'll be back in 15 minutes. Yeah. I'm like, I'm at a fraternity formal. Okay. Was it? Yeah. Fraternity formal in a strip club. You were, were you still in your formal dress? It was a it was a it was a very short formal outfit, I had. <laughs> uh, like twenty one year old formal outfit on in Vegas. And my date, I got pissed because my date was with a stripper the whole night, and then I was just like storming around by myself. And all I know is that someone thought I was a stripper, and then I was like so offended, and it was just like a nightmare. That sounds. <laughs> A great story. It sounds somewhat flattering, if you ask me. So this is just like a big mall. Vegas? Yeah. No, we're not on the strip right now. We left oh. the strip. You're, you're missing. Here's the link on the left that Lucas Dick, my dear comedian friend, is the vo- is the face of on the video screens. And there, it's the world's really? tall- world's tallest. Uh, what's it called? What's that called? Oh, uh, Ferris wheel. World's tallest Ferris wheel. The the pods there hold up to thirty people, and you can and there's a bar on them. Oh my god! And you can rent them private or join randoms. And it takes forty five minutes to go all the way around, and it moves super slow, like almost imperceptibly slow. It never stops, and you party on it. That's so cool. Yes. So you love Vegas. I don't talk. I I, I already love it, man. And for the next six nights, I'm headlining Harris Hotel and Casino at the Improv. Tickets at Improv.com. If you're in Vegas or even drive down or up or from wherever you're from, fly in and catch one of the shows. Two shows on the 8.30 and 10 o'clock. And Thursday, I fly back in the middle of the day to do the TCA, the TV Critics Association, Luncheon Ford Idiot Test. The press cut of my of the first of the first episode of the show is already ready, and we hand it to the press, and the rest of it is up to the, the fates, up to the gods. So August 12th, check it out on Game Show Network. <whistles> Idiot Test. Um... The rain has stopped. We are waiting to turn left on a back street behind the hotel to get into Harrah's. Rain, getting pierced by rain from on top almost feels like when from under um, you, something can pierce at you and be so painful. Rain is almost like liquid, amorphous shards of glass. Walking glass. I got you again, B. Woodbury. I got you again at B. Woodbury, the Washington, D.C. Bureau of this podcast. We are back in business. I missed you, girl. Uh, thank you all for listening to this episode of Last Week on Earth. Follow at Princess Schenk, S-H-E-N-K, and at Steph with P-H, Simbari, S-I-M-B-A-R-I, on Twitter and Instagram. Ladies, any last thoughts, parting ideas, words of wisdom? That's all, folks. this has been a production of smodco internet radio sir only at smodcast.com